Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good morning, Aftermath. The disturbing new images from Ukraine revealed after Russian forces pull back from Kiev. Evidence of mass graves, civilians executed in the streets, accusations of rape and looting. Ukraine's president accusing the Russians of genocide. This morning, the growing outrage and calls for new and harsher punishments against Vladimir Putin. Richard Engel, live on the front lines. Manhunt, multiple suspects on the loose after a mass shooting in California's capital. Six people killed, at least 12 others injured in the rampage. Police left with more questions than answers this morning. We'll have the very latest. Stranded chaos at airports from coast to coast after more than 10,000 flights are canceled or delayed over the weekend. And Al says with severe weather on the way, things could get worse. His full forecast straight ahead. Culture clash. Republican lawmakers in Florida targeting Disney, threatening to revoke the company's special status over its opposition to that controversial don't say gay law. This morning, how Disney is responding and what it might mean for your next trip to Orlando. Today, Monday, April 4th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It is Monday morning. We're glad you're starting your day with us. A Supreme Court nomination of Ketanji Brown-Jackson back in the spotlight. After more than 30 hours of hearings, the Senate Judiciary Committee is set to vote today. We will take you live to Capitol Hill. But we will begin with the war in Ukraine and the disturbing new images that President Zelensky say amount to genocide. For the latest, we're going to go to NBC's Richard Engel, who's live in Kharkiv for us this morning. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. This conflict is claiming a horrific number of civilian lives. Just in this residential compound where I am right now, at least seven civilians were killed overnight by Russian attacks. And now there's growing evidence that Russia carried out massacres in a suburb of Kiev named Bucha as Russian troops were leaving the area. President Zelensky said that Russian forces are no more now than murderers, looters, and rapists. And uh, warning, some of the images in this report may be disturbing. When Russian troops pulled out of the Kyiv suburb of Bucha, they peeled back the curtain of the horrors they allegedly inflicted on Ukrainians under Russian occupation. Bodies of civilians lined the streets. Witnesses say some with their hands tied behind their backs, shot at close range, execution style. The mayor of Bucha says 270 civilians were buried in two mass graves. Ukraine's presidential office says women showed signs of rape. Ukraine accused Russia of war crimes in Bucha and called for an international investigation. Russia denied it all, saying Ukraine staged the scene in Bucha. But it's not only here. In other towns we visited, occupied by Russian soldiers, the accounts are consistent, suggesting Russian kidnappings, torture, murder and rape are more widespread. 
Outside Kharkiv, Ihor, 49, and a salesman, says he was held by Russian troops for three days and beaten until he escaped while his captors came under fire. When you were being held by the Russians, how were they treating you? What were they saying to you? What were they doing? They said I was a Ukrainian nationalist, he says. They promised to shoot my legs. A few times they lined me up and said they'd kill me, but shot over my head. In the nearby village of Malarohan, residents told us Russian troops raped a girl and slashed her face. The account confirmed by a human rights group. In a hospital a few miles away, Alina, who works in a supermarket, says Russian soldiers shot her on a bus full of civilians, killed eight passengers, and then stole their money. On the edge of Kharkiv, Ihor, a sergeant, is on the front lines defending the city. The troops here are preparing for a new Russian assault out in the east, now that Russian forces are pulling back from around Kyiv. And they say the growing evidence of Russian abuses only makes them more determined to fight. We are ready. Behind and my back, behind my back, my city. In the city, my family, my mother and father, my wife and daughter. I'll do everything what I needed to stop them here. In response to the mounting signs of Russian atrocities, the United States is considering imposing even more sanctions on Russia. Savannah. Richard Engel, thank you very much. Turning now to a tragic scene in California, a mass shooting in downtown Sacramento early Sunday morning, leaving at least six people killed and others hurt. An investigation now underway. NBC's Guad Venegas is at the scene for us. Hey, Guad, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. That shooting happening just behind me. This is an area in downtown Sacramento with bars and restaurants. There's an arena right over there. The California State Capitol building on this side. Uh, now police are asking for the public's help. They need clues that can help them identify any of the suspects. And a warning, some of the images you're about to see are disturbing. An urgent manhunt is underway this morning after a deadly mass shooting in Sacramento. I got another one hit, uh, another gunshot. Oh, this video from social media appears to show bystanders racing away as chaos erupted in the streets. Authorities say officers heard gunshots ringing around 2 a.m. early Sunday morning. Police in the area hearing the gunshots and quickly arriving to a horrific scene. There they encountered a large crowd and multiple gunshot victims. Officers that they found. 18 people struck by gunfire, at least six of them now dead from the injuries. All we heard was just gunshots. Sacramento police have recovered hundreds of pieces of evidence, including a stolen handgun from the scene. Authorities also say they're investigating social media videos that appear to show a fight breakout before the gunfire, yet it's unclear if the fight is related to the shooting. We know that a large fight took place just prior to the shootings, and we have confirmed that there are multiple shooters. Near the site of the shooting, friends and family members waiting for hours to get information. Pamela Harris says her son Sergio is one of the six killed and today she wants answers. This wasn't no one shot. I mean, that was a massacre. What do you know about what happened to him? All I know is my son's dead. He has two young daughters that love him dearly and he loved them. They're not gonna see their father anymore. 
Sunday's tragedy stunning the Sacramento community. I'm devastated for uh, the victims, for those still fighting for their lives, for their families, and for my city. Now, investigators have not issued any information on possible motives or the suspects. Uh, President Biden also issued a statement mourning the families and asking Congress to take action with more gun laws at a federal level. Hoda. All right, Guad Venegas for us there. Guad, thank you. We move now to Washington, where today the Senate Judiciary Committee is set to vote on Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson. NBC's Garrett Haake is on the Hill for us. And Garrett, how are you expecting today to play out? When is that final confirmation vote for Judge Jackson set. Hey, Savannah, good morning. So one more Judiciary Committee meeting, one more round of speeches before that committee votes, but it's an evenly divided committee, and it's highly likely that vote is going to end in a tie. Republicans can slow down Judge Jackson's nomination, but they can't stop it. It's likely to end up on the floor by the end of this week. Democrats are still hopeful they can have her confirmed on the floor of the Senate before they leave town for Easter on Friday. But in any event, she won't join the court until their next session in the fall. Judge Jackson got some Republican votes at her last confirmation hearing to be an appellate judge. Do you believe there will be Republican votes for her this time? Well, there'll be at least one. Susan Collins, the Republican of Maine, has announced she will once again support Judge Jackson. She says even though she doesn't agree with her on every issue. And Susan Collins' seatmate and friend Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, who also voted for Judge Jackson to sit on the appellate court, she's one of the few Republicans who has not said yet which way she would go. Democrats are eyeing her as a possible second vote for Judge Jackson. And the wild card for a possible third vote is Mitt Romney, the Republican senator from Utah, former Republican. Republican presidential nominee normally votes for more conservative judges only, but has indicated he might be swayed by the historic nature of this confirmation. Savannah, he's going to be the target of a lot of lobbying this week. All right, Garrett Haig on the Hill for us. Thank you. In the meantime, it was a rough weekend for airline passengers, canceled or delayed flights, stranding a lot of people from airports from coast to coast. And things are not looking a lot better this morning. Al's full forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Jesse Kirsch joins us from New York's LaGuardia Airport. Hey, Jesse, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. If you have plans to travel this week, buckle up. There were more than 10,000 flights canceled or delayed over the weekend, according to FlightAware. Now, people are stranded across the country, and it could be days before the mess clears up. This morning, travelers stranded all across the country. Exhausted. After thousands of cancellations this weekend left frustrated passengers stuck in airports nationwide. I have no idea if we're going to get on a plane tonight or not. FlightAware tracking more than 900 cancellations for Southwest, over 600 for American, more than 270 for Delta, and over 500 for JetBlue. Flight got delayed till 9 o'clock, delayed till 10.20, canceled at 12 o'clock. It all comes during the busy spring break stretch and as travel continues to surge back after pandemic dips. Southwest hit hardest this weekend, blaming its cancellations on a combination of technology maintenance, air traffic conditions, and bad weather. In Florida, storms left passengers at Orlando International scrambling. We have luggage, we have like 15 bags, 10 people, four kids, six adults. The ripple effect stranding passengers in Chicago too. Trying to get home before my birthday, which is today. She's pregnant. We were like, we, like all this traveling has been crazy. And on the West Coast, thousands of Alaska Airlines flyers impacted by a pilot shortage related to a contract negotiation dispute. They were like, oh, our pilots are on strike. And I was like, that would have been nice to know this morning when these problems started happening and not five minutes before 
we got to the airport. Experts say when you're flying, make sure you understand your airline's cancellation policy. Generally, airlines are required to refund travelers if they are the ones canceling the flights. So it is important to just try and be patient in these situations. No one wants to spend hours upon hours in the airport waiting to find out if they're even going to take off, right? Well, experts tell us also one of the worst things you can do is be a no-show. So as they say, even if you're just taking a carry-on, make sure you find some room to pack your patients. Hoda, back to you. Yeah, I was on a flight yesterday. It was oversold, uh, Savannah, and they were offering thousands of dollars for the one, the next flight. And they said the next flight wasn't until Tuesday. Uh, so they were, they were delayed a few days. What a mess. I'm yeah. glad you got home. Yeah. <laughs> That's very important. Yeah. Let's get more on the storms that might still impact the travel. In fact, there's going to be big travel problems all week long. Let's just get used to it and the ad idea. You can see already on the radar things starting to fire up. Right now, we've got severe weather, 15 million people at risk, damaging winds, hail, possible nighttime tornadoes, especially Dallas, Shreveport, Jackson, all the way down to New Orleans. We're going to be watching that. For tomorrow, that shifts to the east for 22 million people. Mobile, Tallahassee, Macon, Savannah, Atlanta, Park. Part of this. New Orleans again as well. This system starts to push up. Storms fire later today. Oklahoma to Texas. The tornado threat increases tonight down through the south. Of course, the more dangerous of those tornadoes. Flood threat as this rain falls over already saturated ground. Wednesday, Atlanta gets into the mix. Asheville, Nashville, Raleigh, all the way down to Tallahassee and Jackson. And Thursday, it's along the mid-Atlantic and southeastern Atlantic coast for 8 million people as this system, a second system develops bringing snow and a frozen precip up around the Great Lakes, wind as well. And then as we move into Thursday, the severe threat moves into the east, into the mid-Atlantic, with soaking rains for the northeast and New England. Through just Wednesday, we're talking heavier rain, locally four inches down through the lower Mississippi River Valley, back also through the southern plains. We're going to be watching this very, very closely. And that is your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Uh, coming up, the culture war that's erupted in Florida pitting Republican lawmakers against Disney, the new controversy over the state's don't say gay law, and the potential impact on the iconic theme park and its visitors. And then he has now resigned from the Academy over that Oscars slap, but are Will Smith's problems just beginning in Hollywood? What we're learning about his future projects as fellow star Denzel Washington weighs in about his role that night. But first, this is Today on NBC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus... 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Come on, y'all. History was made last night at the Grammys. You know what that was there? Maybe people didn't catch that. That was the unofficial Bridgerton musical best musical theater album it won. It beat out Andrew Lloyd Webber. It started on TikTok. You introduced us to this. Yes. Abigail and Emily were incredible. We met back in October. They sang songs at the piano. They're brilliant composers and singers. Anyway, they dreamt of a Grammy and their dream came true. Full circle. Is that amazing? I remember when you did that story. We were all watching. We were like, what exactly is that? Yeah, this? everyone kept saying that. And, and when that, we're like, now we know what it is. You were out of Did we the say you put them on the map? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. did they thank you in their Grammy speech? <laughs> <laughs> they should have. They should have. Anyway, we're going to have a lot more Grammy highlights coming up in a bit. Let's check your 730 headlines. Former President Barack Obama headed back to the White House for the first time since he left office. The president will join President Biden and Vice President Harris tomorrow at an event to promote the Affordable Care Act. The White House says President Biden will announce new measures to strengthen the ACA, including efforts to reduce health care costs and expand access to care. Former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin, she's jumping back into national politics. Palin announcing over the weekend that she's running for Alaska's lone U.S. House seat. The seat had been held for 49 years by GOP Representative Don Young, who died last month. Palin is one of 51 candidates on the ballot for a special election. She's already picked up an endorsement from former President Donald Trump. Well, also this morning, fallout is growing over Florida's controversial new law called Don't Say Gay by critics. Yeah, the state's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, lashing out at Disney, one of the state's biggest drivers of tourism over its opposition to the law. NBC's Kerry Sanders joins us now from Orlando with the latest. Hey, Kerry, good morning. Well, good morning. You know, this is unprecedented. No Florida governor has ever taken on Disney because the power of the mouse is unparalleled in this state. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is not backing down. This morning, the so-called happiest place on earth plunging into the middle of a culture war. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis targeting Disney, the state's largest single-site employer. And they are treated on a pedestal. This one corporation is treated differently than everybody else. Now in the legislature, you see a movement to reevaluate those special privileges. The governor angry at Disney's opposition to the state's controversial new parental rights and education legislation, also known as the Don't Say Gay law. It bans classroom discussion on sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade. In a statement, Disney says our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed in the legislature or struck down in the courts. Hey, hey, hey. 
It's all amid the backdrop of cultural and political battles over the law and issues of representation, which conservatives hope to make a central issue of the coming midterm election. DeSantis fundraising off the fight. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates tweeting, I'll tell you how to trap this rodent, and commentators taking aim. I don't, why not just rename the roller coaster, you know, Sex Mountain? DeSantis is suggesting a repeal of Disney's special status, established by a 1967 law. It created a unique self-governing district around the 43 square miles encompassing Disney World, an area twice the size of Manhattan. As a result, Disney effectively has its own security force and building, zoning, and fire departments. This dispute comes after protests and a walkout by some Disney cast members when the company did little to oppose a bill before it was signed. Disney's CEO apologizing to employees last month in a letter writing, you needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights and I let you down. As for the escalating feud, Maryland's Republican governor criticizing DeSantis, calling it a crazy fight. We have a thing called freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so Carrie, uh, break it down. What would it mean if Disney's special status is revoked? Well, ultimately, it would be time and money. Uh, for example, I think any homeowner can understand this. If you've ever tried to do a renovation at your house or do an add-on, you have to go through that very laborious process with the building department to get all the paperwork done. Right now, Disney doesn't have to deal with that. But if they lost their status, they'd have to go through the local government, which would slow the process down. And, of course, they're constantly building out of Disney. All right, uh, Carrie Sanders for us there. Carrie, thank you. All right, coming up next, can Will Smith's career survive that Oscars slap? There's new fallout facing the star overnight, and Denzel Washington opened up for the first time about what happened right after that now infamous moment. But first, these messages. Back now, 7.40. This morning on In-Depth Today, new twists and turns in that Oscars drama. Yeah, over the weekend, Will Smith announced his resignation from the Academy of Motion Pictures of Arts and Sciences, and fellow stars are now weighing in for the first time. NBC National Correspondent Miguel Almaguer joins us now from Los Angeles with the very latest. Miguel, good morning. Hey guys, good morning. Today, Will Smith is no longer a member of the Academy as the organization accepted the actor's immediate resignation, but additional disciplinary measures may be on the way. This as there's more potential career fallout for Smith after that stunning slap. This morning, all eyes in Hollywood on the fallout for Will Smith after that infamous slap. Oh, wow! On Sunday, The Hollywood Reporter writing, citing anonymous sources, Netflix has moved a Smith action movie to the back burner. NBC News has reached out but not heard back. The outlet also reporting, Sony has paused Bad Boys 4. NBC News learning, the studio considered that inaccurate because the project is in early development, far off from being an actual movie. It's unclear if Smith's career will take a major hit. The term we've been hearing lately has been holding pattern uh, for a number of projects that had been greenlighted. But it comes as Smith is out of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Smith calling his actions shocking, painful, and inexcusable in a statement Friday. Smith saying he will accept any further consequences from the Academy, which said it will still move forward with disciplinary proceedings. Smith will lose voting privileges for future Oscars, though he could still be nominated. Keep my wife's 
name out your mouth. Overnight in Las Vegas, Grammys host Trevor Noah addressing the slap scene around the world. We're going to be dancing, we're going to be singing, we're going to be keeping people's names out of our mouths. In the moments after the now infamous slap, Smith huddled with fellow actors Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington, who broke his silence Saturday. I want to say what, what we talked about, but who are we to, to, to condemn? You know, I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of this situation, but uh, I know the only solution was prayer. Saturday Night Live making the most of the slap. Hey, can I get a selfie real quick? Of course, yeah. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see you. <laughs> hey, I'll be right back, man. It comes as more possible punishment lies ahead. Smith may be just starting to feel the effects of his latest hit. The Academy plans to decide on what, if any, disciplinary actions will be taken against Smith later this month when the board is scheduled to meet. NBC News has reached out to both Will Smith and Chris Rock repeatedly for comment, but we have not heard back. Guys, back to you. All right, Miguel, and we'll get for us there. In L.A., Miguel, thank you. All right, 744. Let's head over to Mr. Roker, get another check of the weather. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Well, we're looking at temperatures this half hour, and you can see out west, we're looking at temperatures that are fairly mild. Rapid City, for example, 68. But you can see Louisville below average. Chicago, same thing. New York City, 55, one degree below average. Now, as we move into tomorrow, temperatures start to warm up ahead of the front. Buffalo, you're shuffling off with 60 degrees. 71 in Nashville. Des Moines, 60. But the next cold wave coming in behind it and by the time we get to the latter part of the week Chicago on Wednesday you're 59 by Friday down to 43 Columbus 68 by Friday you're down to 50 degrees Raleigh 81 on Wednesday down to 68 on Friday same kind of drops for our friends in Atlanta as well and look at the next uh, week as we go into April 9th through the 13th cooler than average in the northeast or the southeast out west but nice and warm from the plains all the way down into Texas. And that's your latest weather. Nice little M there on your, uh, mm -hmm. for, for Melvin, in case you forget who you are. Actually, no, it's the company. <laughs> the company's Margot Petiti. Oh, I see. Yes. There you go. I thought, is oh. that what your M means too, Melvin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we all got an M. Al, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's what your M means? No. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. oh, anyway. Coming up next, we're going to take you inside music's biggest night, the Grammys from the red carpet to the winners <laughs> to the powerhouse performances right after this. I didn't know that it was showing. <laughs> We are back. Carson joins us. He has to be here because we're talking about the music industry's biggest mm, night of the yeah. year. It was good. The Grammys were last night. The award show packed with stars, powerful performances, and of course, touching tributes. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer is here with all the highlights. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good morning. You could say the Grammys were quieter than the Oscars, at least when it came to unwanted headlines. This year's show was delayed because of the Omicron variant. Then it was moved to Las Vegas, where luck was on the side. Many artists. It's the award show that feels more like an all-star concert with performances by music superstars like BTS, Lil Nas X, and Lady Gaga. But it was a spoken message delivered by Ukraine's President Zelensky that truly illustrated the power of music. Our musicians wear body armor. Instead of tuxedo, they sing 
to the wounded in hospitals. His words punctuated by John Legend performing with Ukrainian artists. As for the awards, John Batiste took home five trophies, including Album of the Year. This is for real artists, real musicians. Let's just keep going. Be you. That's it. And the R&B super duo Silk Sonic won both record and song of the year. We call that a clean sweep. Grammy voters were sweet on Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour. The 19-year-old won Best New Artist. This is my biggest dream come true. Doja Cat barely made it on stage to get her award. I have never taken such a fast <laughs> in my whole life. And Chris Stapleton scored the Grammy for Best Country Album. How does it feel not just to win, but, but to be performing live again in front of your peers? Well, it's a fantastic feeling. That's um, a lot of what we do this for. That Oscar slap was still reverberating a week later. Questlove, who won an Oscar moments after the slap, was a presenter and winner last night. I trust that you people will stay 500 feet away from me. <laughs> just playing. Billie Eilish weathered a storm while performing, wearing a t-shirt with a picture of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, who died just over a week ago. The Grammys honored all those lost over the last year with songs by the late composer Stephen Sondheim. So let's recap. John Batiste went into the night with the most nominations, 11 in multiple genres. He ended up winning five. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pax's band Silk Sonic took home four. Pop singer Olivia Rodrigo, the Foo Fighters, and Chris Stapleton all took home three. So something for everyone, no matter what your taste in music is. And Absolutely. Trevor Noah was great, too, oh, by the way. Wasn't perfect. he amazing? And kept it moving, too. Yeah. The show ended on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says the morning reporter. Yeah, exactly. Very great. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Congrats to John Batiste, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty cool. And Bruno Mars, the darling of the recording yeah. academy. Incredible. Amazing. Uh, guys, coming up, I don't know if you saw the April Fool's yeah. prank by the Jimmies in Late Night. It was hilarious. They swap shows. We'll give you the whole switcheroo thing coming up. Plus, the stars paying tribute to one of It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right nasal strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 